everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is, uh, yay, it's Tuesday, and that means it is time for the Lori and Julia Book Club. And we have Laura Davis joining us. Uh, She's written her memoir, and she's also the best-selling co-author of The Courage to Heal. Laura, thank you for being with us today. Hey, hi. Great to be here. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. You're, I don't know that I've read a memoir Mm -mm. that read like fiction that was so honest and searing and wonderful and made me laugh and made me cry. I mean, I've never read a memoir that read like fiction. That, I guess, is where I just want to start with you, Laura. Well, thank that. That's a great uh, compliment. I worked really hard at oh. the uh, craft of this book. I, I didn't just want to tell the story. I wanted it to be like, well, it's, it's, you know, I wanted people to just have to keep turning those pages. And really, it's not a typical situation in a memoir. And that is a testament to your honesty and also what a really incredible writer and storyteller you are. I'm curious why you titled the book The Burning Light of Two Stars. Well, it had another a title for many years, uh, Wholehearted, and I gave up on that because Brene Brown used it, and I, I went to Google, and there were too many books called Wholehearted, and okay. I wanted, when they Googled my thing, to, for it to be that name only. Um, there's a lot of heat references in the book. It mm-hmm. starts with a fire, yep. and my mother and I were these two passionate, intense women who were butting heads with each other for decades, and so... The burning light of two stars just seemed like an appropriate mm. capsule description of the two of us. The, I think you you did describe that, and it yeah. did seem like it. I Will just had tell- to know yeah. that, you know, know about it. it, because and that almost seems, seems like it could be a fictional book title, too. Well, just one thing kind of interesting is I actually crowdsourced the title. I posted it on Facebook and and other social media because I was up against the wall and needed a new title. Mm -hmm. And that title came from a woman who had actually been a student of mine, a writing student, but she had been a nurse and she had been my mother's nurse. Oh, Oh, so she knew my mother and she emailed me that title and it was like, that's it. Oh, that's a great story. That's a great story, Laura. Okay, so for our listeners, why don't you tell them kind of the setup of your memoir? Obviously, it's your personal story, but I mean, you and your mom have had history. Um, Kind of tell people. Putting that lightly, Julia. I am. I mean, wow. Do we start with your first book? The Courage to Heal? Uh, You can. The Courage to Heal was a book I wrote with Ellen Bass um, in 1988, so more than 30 years Mm -hmm. ago. It was the first book to guide women on the healing process from child sexual abuse. So, yeah, I, I remember you know, this book. that gave people a roadmap of not just your life is ruined, but here's the process of healing. No, I uh, read that book I, actually was. Go ahead. That book was what? It was part of what caused the rift between me and my mother. You know, she and I had a difficult relationship. Um, and when I was in my 20s and I told her that her father um, had sexually abused me as a child, and then went on and wrote this book that became this underground bestseller. Mm-hmm. It caused this huge rift in the family. You know, I desperately wanted her to believe me, mm-hmm. and she desperately wanted me to recant. It led to um, a big period of estrangement. Um, and over the next, I'd say, 10 or 15 years, we really tried to work our way back into our relationship with each other, um, and I would have told you that we had successfully reconciled, 
but we were living on opposite sides of the country. She was in New Jersey. I was in California. And I think we needed that 3,000-mile buffer between us mm-hmm. to have a successful relationship. And this story, the memoir, up when she's 80 years old, she calls to announce that she's moving to my town for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. And so, and she was starting to develop dementia. And so the, the question that I faced and the question I'm answering in the memoir is, is it possible to take care of a parent who betrayed you in the past? Yes. And, you know, for me, it was, can I become the daughter she needs me to be. Mm-hmm. Laura, I mean, in reading it, and because you do such an, an interesting thing, because your mother and you saved all your letters that you guys wrote each other. And so you have right. all this history in, in letters that you guys wrote back and forth to each other and how your memories of what the letter might have been or had not had been really might have not been the truth. Our memories, our are, memories are always are changing. <laughs> and I just, oh. I felt for you... Um, you know, because I never read A Courage to Heal, um, that book before, and I, I just felt so much for you as this young woman having these memories about what happened to you in your childhood and trying to tell your mom that and just how that all played out. That was just what a what a painful experience for you and for her because it's her yeah, dad. I, yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing. It was her dad, you know, and so... Why couldn't she believe me? You know, oh. I can speculate on that till the cows come mm-hmm. home. Right. And the reality was that she really wasn't capable of believing me. And she, it, the ironic thing to me is she gave me the courage I needed to face this whole situation, mm-hmm. but she didn't quite have it herself. Yeah. And, you know, it took me many years to have that kind of compassion for her and not just see her as my enemy. Right. Um, but it was, it was very important to me in telling this story that we both be two very human flawed, imperfect people. I didn't want to be, you know, the hero mm-hmm. um, or the victim in this story, and I didn't want her to be the enemy. And it, that's why it took me 10 years to write it. It took me that long to have that level of compassion and right. understanding for who she was and where she came from and the, the forces that made her who she was. I mean, in reading um, The, the Burning, Burning Light of Two Stars, Stars by Laura Davis. Yeah, in reading the book, Laura, I, I have to say that um, I feel so fondly about your mom, despite what she Aww. did to you. I've really got a well, kick, kick out of me, her. That makes me really happy. I mean, when I, I, I use a lot of um, beta readers or early readers when I'm working on a book. Mm-hmm. And at first people read it and they would say, you know, oh, your mother, she's awful. But when I got to the end, people would say, well, on this page, I hated you and loved your mother. Mm-hmm. And on this page, I hated your mother and loved you. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I was done. Yeah. <laughs> I had achieved what I wanted. Right. Which was just to show two people who have every reason to love each other or not to have a relationship with each other and watch them both struggling to find a, their way back to that love. And yeah. then the relationship with your brother and yeah. <laughs> and how that all played into it and is you know i have um my father passed away and i'm one of five and we all had our roles in taking care of dad before he passed and how family i think this would be a great book for families who are you know having caretaking, caretaking and, a, their parents because there is a lot of different stuff that comes up that, oh my gosh that just you can't believe and then all the misunderstandings over silly things that you know happened and everything and it's not silly it's real yeah but i felt you're just such a good writer 
This is a really great book. Yeah, and I think care, caretaking, caregiving is hard regardless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I think there's an epidemic now of people taking care of a parent mm-hmm. um, and feeling some ambivalence about that. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if you've had a wonderful relationship, there could still be ambivalence about becoming a caregiver because it's exhausting and it's stressful and it's it's really painful to watch someone you love grow old. Yeah. And like when you have kids at home, which I did, and then you're in the sandwich generation, you're squeezed like crazy. Um, and on top of it, we had this history that was yeah. not fully resolved. Yeah. You're um, the story uh, in the book when you bring uh, Temi, your mom, to go see your sister Faye in Florida mm-hmm. was just, oh my God, <laughs> tears. Like cried the whole way through that whole chapter because I just. I think, well, good, you know, A, that was wonderful that, you know, your wife talked you into that. You know, let's take, let's have the two sisters be together. But it just made me think of my own family and, and, you know, that situation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, this that's is inevitable yes. for all of us. Yeah. You know, I, I posted the first um, five chapters of the book up on my website at, lauradavis.net slash chapters. Okay. And every day I hear from people and they say things like, you know, I'm thinking about my mother or my daughter in a whole different way. Yes. I've never thought this deeply about my relationship with my mother or I just picked up the phone and called my mother Mm. for the first time in 18 years. I mean, that's, there's nothing more gratifying for an author to know that the story you have shared, it's not just entertaining people, you know, or, or holding their attention, but yeah, it, you're helping, you're having an impact deeply about their own family situations. Yeah. There's a limited amount of time. Well, know? and, and there's there, I guess, you know, how you work your way back into a relationship because so many people will have these, like, there is such a thing where people are like, I can't be around my parents. You know, the toxicity is this or that, but I don't know. I, I, feel like the way you examine the what is really at the heart of it the endurance of a mother daughter love love or a mother son you know love that is that is there and that was very very moving to to read Mm -hmm. how you did that i mean i think i i want to say to people listening that what I did is not necessarily right for everyone. I right. Mean, I think there are situations yes. where the person you're thinking about is they're mm-hmm. mentally ill. Right. It's too toxic of a relationship. Mm-hmm. They're violent. Um, it's, it's just better to create a separation and not try to reconcile directly. But I believe that even in those situations, when you can't physically have a relationship with someone, you could still come to a place of peace. And resolution inside yourself. Yeah. I remember this one woman I interviewed once and she said, I had to close the door, but I left the porch light on. Oh, that's such a good metaphor. You know, that just really touched me. Like she she had come to a place of resolution and understanding about these parents that she was never going to see again because they had been so uh, violent and abusive. Um, So she knew she didn't want that, but, but, when they got to the end of their life, she was able to let go, to forgive them, but it was all from afar. Mm. And so she had that sense of peace inside herself and resolution. But I think it only it only comes when you've done your own healing work. Yes. Uh, you know, you have yep. to get to the point where you're no longer affected by what happened to you. Yeah. 
before you could start moving into a place of reconciliation or forgiveness. Yeah, that's oh Laura, we it's could so just we could talk to you all day. I know you've got a radio show and you've written all these books, <laughs> but if people want to find you, is it lauradavis.net is that the best place to be in touch yes, with you? lauradavis.net, that's oh, right. Okay. And, um, like I said, forward slash chapter if you want to read the beginning of the book but lauradavis.net you'll find everything about my oh you, oh, you people be, need the, to the, buy the, the book well, it's the, a good book you, this would be a good book club yeah uh thing i think you'd be like amazing to have as a guest uh via zoom at a book club because i could we could just yeah, talk doing to you that and people are buying it you know as holiday presents and i, I love that families are starting to read it together mm-hmm. and it's leading to real conversations that mm-hmm. have not been possible before. Yeah. So, so this is, wonderful to meet yes. you, Laura. We've, we've got to run, but we'll put this up on our podcast. We keep our, all of our book club interviews up and we so appreciate your time today and sending thank us you. extra books to give away. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. For thank you, Laura. Story. All right. We call a grant. All right, take care. Okay. Take care. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Absolutely, a Riverdean memoir. It is. We'll be right back. All right, Tippy. You know who you are, Nancy. You know who you are. You're our book winners today, and I'm going to put in a little extra something because we're cleaning out, you know, the double wide for our remodel. Well, don't air our dirty laundry. Today. <laughs> I'm going to throw in an extra book or two, but you know, part of it. Um, you know, coming to terms with your mom, we just uh, talked with Laura Davis, the burning light of two stars. I, I What popped up on my screen is the glass castle when we first met Jeanette oh, Wells yeah. and talking about her life with her parents right. who um, chose to live a completely different lifestyle right. and how she had to marry, you know, and her, you know, feelings with her mother and come to terms with that's who her mom was, a homeless person. That's who she wanted to be. Yeah. And I just that just popped up, and I thought that was mm-hmm. such another impactful. Well, book that I mean, we read. Laura writing that "Courage to Heal" back in 1988. I remember uh, when that book came out because I was fully at Carlson Companies, yeah. being a watching my morning shows, getting yeah. ready, putting on my makeup. I'm sure at a little tiny TV in my bathroom, right? You know, on the vanity, as one does, uh-huh. as one did in the eighties. Yes. You know, and um, I remember when this book came out, and I remember having a conversation. With, I mean, because it was just shocking, like incest and abuse and. Like, and the, the two women, I remember, like, there was, like, all this scorn heaped on Laura and her co-writer that they were lesbians making men look bad, right. you know, and really they were just not keeping quiet anymore about something that had been kept quiet for years and right. years and years. And But I remember one of my um, uh, relatives w- said to me, why would anyone talk about that, let alone in a book? Yeah. And I, I think just, that's what Laura's mom thought. Yes. Yeah. You to know, me. like, even if that did happen, don't speak of it. Just put it in a closet in your put mind. It away. And, pretend. And, 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 of course, that was the whole thing with her Courage to Heal book was that we have to be out loud. We have to be able to say in our family, you know, so because most of the time, 
the molesting and touching and uh, raping is happening from a family member, right. a cousin, and everyone a family stays friend. quiet out of shame, right. out of, you know. The so damage. it was just huge, and that book sold like 1.8 million, and they were on like the talk shows. Yes. They were probably on Tom's late night with Tom Snyder because I was a devoted. I loved him. I loved but that then, show. From that came, I like, love a midnight show back I in lo- the day. So did I. And again, you know, and out of the courage to heal yeah. workbook, the courage to heal part two. Yeah. I mean, that really a lot. It it that book, the Burning Light of Two Stars, is is is. It was so good. It really was, and it really really good. Kim from L.A., our publicist, and extraordinary with that one. She does a good job. Yeah, and you know, um, yeah, I just really, I, I it it uh, they really were thrown in the limelight, and I. I she remember, didn't expect it at I, all. But I remember being struck, uh, just like like profoundly struck when my relative said, why would you talk about that? Like, I was like, holy crap. Right. Well, no wonder. Right. You know? Laura was a student of Ellen Bass, who was the co-writing partner. Right. And then, because the memories start coming to Laura in her mid-20s, and she just... Did this happen? I, and then just children have a remarkable ability to like fold in on themselves. Yeah, you know, so repressed yeah. memory for kids who've been traumatized, whether it's violence, right. you know, physically, whether it's the sexual, you know, whatever it is, probably famines, you know, any horrible thing. They right. they're they're able to do that, but then what happens is that when it comes out later, it comes out strong. Yeah, yeah, or like you then you think, can you trust your memories? I mean, it's incredibly traumatic for the memories to come back out, right? Which is why so many people will fight like hell to keep them in. By you know, I think that was when all the Brent Kavanaugh stuff was coming out too, when everyone was starting to have these memories. I know I had one <sighs> of things that happened to me, and I think all these. People started remembering things. Remembering that we, assaults that happened in high school yeah, and college. And that we all us. kind of put away yeah. and just dismissed yeah. from ourselves because then we'd have to acknowledge that, um, you know, not that there was anything to blame, but you always felt all What was along, my role in this? What was my role right. in this? Not something you'd think like when, if yeah. you were a kid, but anyone, you know, you're going, well, I was drunk, you know. But, and, and, and just the. the I was really struck in this book about the mm. letters between Temmy the mom and Laura the daughter Temi. and and how mm. um honest and brutal. Yeah. And I think I would have fallen apart some of the words that her mom wrote to her. I think I would have just fallen apart, but she said my mom gave me the strength to be a ballbuster. She wasn't herself, but Laura said I had it in me my mom gave me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean those were really proud. So the this is just a a really compelling book, The Burning Light of two stars. Anywho, it just it kind of sticks with yeah, very much mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I I uh, <laughs> I was just that one chapter. I was just oh. crying my eyes out when she I had to say goodbye her, to her sister and like thinking, well, this will be the last time they see each other, and you know, we'll see any of the nieces or nephews, and you know, it just made Sad. me think about my, you know, yeah. like okay, we all take time so for granted. I know, you know. And, uh, yeah, it, it had a lot of, and then the book itself has like 25 great book club questions. Yes, it does. So, and she'd be willing to be part of your book club too if you wanted to have this. She also wrote a parenting book. She's She's written, she's written a ton of books. Yeah. She does writers' workshops that sound like yoga and meditation. Yeah. 
and maybe light hiking and good food. <laughs> Sounds like kind of love it. My Santa kind of Cruz. a trip. My sister, exactly. Santa Cruz yeah, my sister's wherever. college roommate. My sister moved there after college at UMD. It's a cute. To Santa Cruz. It's a, it's cute a town. darling town. Cute town. Mm-hmm. It is darling. All right. Anywho. Yeah. That book will stay with you. Yeah, it really will. All right. We'll be back, folks. So will we. We'll stay with you. <laughs>